Hello and welcome to the Shaping Insights podcast presented by American Express, where we bring you expert perspectives on the latest trends in luxury industries. I'm Ajesh Patale, writer and contributor to the Financial Times, and I'll be your host for this episode. Today I'm speaking with Tom Marchant of Black Tomato, the award-winning creators of unique, perfectly tailored travel experiences. Tom is a columnist for Harper's Bazaar and Inc. magazine, and in 2018, Condé Nast Traveller named him as one of the 50 people in the world changing the way you travel. In 2019, Tom won the Contribution to Experiential Travel Award at the Pure Life Experiences Annual Awards. Today, Tom will be offering insights into the role of innovation in the travel industry and the shifts he is seeing across the landscape. Welcome, Tom. How are you? I'm good. Thanks very much for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a great to have you with us. Let me jump straight in. Can you tell us a bit about your background and how and why you founded Black Tomato? Absolutely. So I grew up the son of a, an entrepreneur. My mother was from Finland and, and they'd met traveling. And so growing up, I was lucky to travel a lot with them around the world and, and see my father trying to build a business. And that really kind of planted the seed with me about wanting to kind of create my own business around something I was passionate about. And, and it was pretty evident that it was travel. And so myself and two business partners, uh, James Merritt and Matt Smith, uh, when we were all 25, 26 years old, formed Black Tomato um, around a, a subject matter that we're incredibly passionate about, but also where we thought there was a gap in the market. Let me ask you about where we are now. How has the global situation affected the way people are travelling? And are there positive trends you've seen emerging? Clearly, the global situation has had a profound effect on how people are travelling. So, so right now, the world is in a state of change. But I would say it's sort of we're moving in the right direction in terms of attitudes and ability to travel. As we're seeing, you know, from the UK or within Europe and other parts of the world, you are going to be able to start traveling to certain places. You know, the, the, the great news is people are getting in touch and making plans to travel again. You know, we're having lots of conversations with people around traveling in 2021. Um, but we are also seeing people wanting to get away like right now. <laughs> People want to get out there and experience it. Now, that might be experiencing it close to home in your own backyard. So we're doing a lot of domestic travel in the US for our clients. But as places are opening up, as air bridges are opening up between countries, people are saying, well, look, please, can you get me there? But the, the change again, though, is like how we get them there and what they do when they're there. You know, the job of an entrepreneur is to be optimistic, albeit rooted with a, with a heavy dose of reality. And we're not getting carried away, but I'm, I'm definitely more confident that the industry is returning and travel isn't going to go away. If anything, it, this has reminded people of how much they adore traveling and seeing other cultures and, and experiencing other places. Well, absolutely. You talked there a little bit about traveling locally and um, staycations, which we're hearing a lot of people talking about. Is that something you're seeing emerge as a current global trend across the travel industry? The short answer to that is yes. So, what that has done is, yeah, we, we, we haven't pivoted as a company, but we certainly kind of developed more product, if you like, in the domestic interiors of the countries where our clients live. So within the US, you know, the US is fantastic for domestic travel. The US has a, you know, an incredible breadth of mind-blowing landscapes. And so we have developed a lot of local experience in the US, whether it's from New Mexico to Utah to New England to uh, Tennessee, um, some amazing road trips to kind of roll out a whole new range of the great American road trips that have been incredibly well received and has allowed people to start traveling. 
in the UK, people have suddenly taken a really keen interest in, you know, what's closer domestically to them and, and are marvelling at all the wonders of, of the British coast and the British interior that perhaps we tend to kind of skate past on occasions because we're looking further afield. So staycations are here, but I don't think they're going to go away. I think they'll just become probably another part of the travel mix that you kind of put together when you're planning your year's worth of vacations and holidays. Let me ask about Black Tomato. How have you adapted your business to continue offering experiential travel that feels relevant to the luxury consumer? It's an interesting one about adapting because I think when you're, when you're thinking about creating experiences, there's almost like a set of principles that I think define what a great experience is for a customer, or certainly for our luxury customer. So I wouldn't say it's really kind of adapting it. I'd just say it's making sure you're really focusing on if you're doing something closer to home, say in the US for our US customers, making sure that the components of that experience are still what they should be wherever they're going in the world. So that could be about something that is makes it unique or is immersive or gives someone a sense of freedom or a sense that they're doing something they haven't done before. I think probably the only area of adaptation is in the conversations we're having with our customers and acknowledging that there's been a a recalibration, if you like, around what things are important to the customer when they're taking these experiences and manage any concerns they may have. So, you know, a great experience, whether it's in Maine or in the Maldives, is still founded around some common principles. Looking ahead a little, what product developments do you see as the key drivers for the luxury travel sector for the future? You're going to see people really focused on uh, travel that has sort of a remote aspect to it. And that could be, again, remote within the United States interior, or it could be remote, like traveling down to Patagonia or to the Mongolian steppe or to the north of Iceland um, and, and finding incredible private properties where you can stay, have incredible experiences around you. So re- remote's going to be big. I think the emphasis for the high net worth consumer is is really going to be about private end-to-end. I think we've seen a massive upsurge in requests for private jets. Um, Same at the other end, people taking private transfers out to then private remote properties. So that's going to increase and increase. Other services that are going to be more important will be the ability for advisors to provide up-to-date information on where you can go and when you can go. People who can be a port in the storm of all that information flying around. So I think that's going to be a new service people are going to look to be doing. And then I think you're going to see a lot of group travel, but group friends. So you'll see families reconnecting, same for groups of trusted friends coming together. And then I think uh, as a byproduct, which is going to be really interesting, is because of the shift in working environments, people have started to realise that they can actually work remotely pretty much anywhere for a lot of industries. So you're going to see people saying, well, do you know what? I might go and work for two months in Colorado and... While I'm there, I want to take an incredible private lodge um, and I'll work during the day or on the weekends I'll do all this. Then I'll move from Colorado to, I don't know, Sonoma, or then I'll go from Sonoma two months later to Japan. Clearly not for everyone and it's, it's not for every industry, but you are going to start seeing more of what, you know, I think it's been coined, this, this digital nomad um, existence where you can blend your work and your leisure travel far more easily than it was in the past. But... I think you're going to see people traveling for the same amount of time in terms of time off, but probably fewer trips. So I think you'll see people focusing on sort of longer, more immersive in one place trip 
than say doing a, a whole multi short weekends, stay in one place, really connect with that environment. I mean, that sounds to me like a lot of exciting possibilities. Um, let me ask you about marketing. What interesting marketing initiatives have you seen to stimulate travel in the luxury industry? It's such an interesting question because, you know, everyone knew that on this, in this lockdown phase, restricted phase, we, we couldn't do exactly what we wanted, but we could certainly dream and we could plan. It was about just compelling content, talking about you know, what's to come. So, you know, we, we focused a lot, our company, on producing just compelling video content about places to go to. We launched a campaign called Stay Dreamers. So, we, we, you know, we, we're not daydreamers, we're stay dreamers because we have to stay at home, but we can still dream. I saw some great initiatives by hotels who were kind of bringing their hotels into people's homes. So how could you kind of take inspiration from you know, your favourite gardener at the new inn in Somerset and sort of, you know, whilst you couldn't leave your house and garden, you could still start growing vegetables inspired by this guy. How could you be, you know, cooking fresh pasta in your home by a recipe from the amazing chef at Borgo Ignazio in Puglia? And, and so there was lots of ways of kind of connecting still to the consumer with the goal that when they could travel, you were going to be front of mind because you'd, you'd been reaching out to them in a, in a sensitive, measured, inspirational way. Um, so that's sort of the start. And then as things start to open up, we are going to start seeing the, a sense of kind of, there's going to be a rush. Um, so I think marketing around the urgency, you know, pe- people are going to want to get to places. And so to make sure they plan ahead and get in touch with people who can help, who can help them make that booking. Tom, can I ask you about sustainability? This is such a key factor across so many different industries. What are the trends in sustainable travel? It is crucial. It's moved from being an aspiration, I don't know, five, ten years ago, to now it's just an expectation. Whether it's the practices hotels follow, whether it's you know, their use of plastics or their sourcing of food, an awareness and an understanding of your impact on the environment um, is an absolute necessity. You know, at the same time, as a byproduct of kind of what's been happening with the challenges around air travel at the moment, people probably flying less and spending more time in country and places and actually really understanding what their impact is and how they can contribute back to those communities. So I think we'll probably see people flying less but travelling as much. Um, we were seeing a big uptick in train travel, slow travel, if you like, and I think that will continue. Road trips have become increasingly popular. I mean, it's always been popular, but now people are talking about road trips with electric vehicles. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, big, it's a big topic. But the point is... Um, the travel industry is, I believe, embracing it. And it can be done even at the top end. I think people used to say, you know, super, you know high, super high end luxury doesn't fit with sustainability. And that's just not the case. And you'll also see, I would say, there's this, this sort of kind of Spartan camping, you know, back to basics experiences. You know, we're seeing lots of people looking to go and do forest bathing. They'll trek for a week through forest bathing in natural water pools and stay in very basic tents overnight, you know, and it's, it's a really kind of minimal impact experience, but one of the most immersive, enjoyable, elemental experiences you can have out there. Oh, you touched on this a bit already, but how do you feel travelling patterns will change moving far into the future? I think it will be um, longer trips, um, fewer flights for a while. I'm not saying this forever, by the way. I just think it's for, for a period. The mix of the trips they take a year will change a bit. I think they might do a few more close to home and then one big, unique, long trip. You know, a real immersive, distinctive experience. You know, you bring the family together or it's a, a celebration or it's a, a kind of a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We have an experience at the moment where we are building 
temporary camps down in Patagonia to watch the uh, the solar eclipse in December. So it's 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 one of the only places in the world where you get a perfect eclipse. Really popular. Those I think will become the standout trips a year that everyone will kind of still want. But the type of travel they do around that will probably be less frequent, maybe a bit more close to home. Uh, but but still really want to kind of connect with places. Let me ask you this: What advice would you offer? travel industry players at this time? People need to trust us. People need to trust us. And I think tr- trust is a, is a word that's banded around every service industry. You know, the trusted advisor, we, you can trust us. And, and sometimes it feels a bit glib or it feels like sort of platitudes. But people are looking to people to trust. People are more cautious now. So um, don't underestimate the power of not just saying it, but proving it. Trust is everything. Tom, can I ask you, how have you been collaborating with your partners and your hotel experience providers? And do you see lots of opportunities there? Yeah, huge opportunities. I think um, what this period has done is made people realise actually working together and actually creating interesting propositions that will really appeal to the customer by working together is actually not just going to appeal, but may even help you know grow your business um we've always collaborated with hotels but we've been collaborating far more creatively with hotel groups um there's a range of road trips we've established with auberge collection and and mercedes in the united states um and it's incredibly well received by uh, customers we've seen bookings coming in um it's been well picked up by the press and we'll see more of that so we're working on new initiatives in different parts of the world with hoteliers with interesting partners and we as a company have always being strong advocates of the power of partnership. You know, if it, if it makes sense, if the value of those two partners coming together is more than some of their parts, then, then you should look at it. And that's definitely the way things are being increasingly focused on. Tom, what do you see as the opportunities for, say, mid-sized boutique hotels as well as large-scale hotel groups? I, th- I think all, all hotel groups can come out of this and grow and thrive again. I think with mid-sized hotels you can quite quickly tailor your services and make them more relevant and appropriate to the customer coming. I guess the challenges for the mid-sized hotels is, and all the hotels is about you know, the economies of scale and how the numbers stack up. How do you innovate around that? And I'm seeing a lot of different ideas from, from some of the smaller hotels. You know, smaller hotels with incredibly powerful brands have started retailing their branded products from the hotels online, like developing new revenue streams. So people are buying these hotel products into their homes. I don't think it's going to be challenging for the mid-sized hotels. I think for the, for the bigger hotels, you know, I've seen some really, some really strong messaging and some strong approaches. And what they have done is they've been able to provide assurance with this messaging to the customers that across all of their hotels, this is the approach they're taking in terms of safety standards, hygiene, um, and giving people comfort, letting them know that they can still have a great experience. It's basic marketing needs, but different challenges, I think, between the mid and the, and the big ones. And who do you see as the customer of the future? The customer of the future, I mean, our customer range spans from Generation Zs to retirees. I think they're all bound by you know, a few markers of attitude and curiosity towards travel. And I think the customer of the future is, you know, uh, people within those demographics. So I think you'll get some types of customer who are traveling slightly different. I talked about these digital nomads earlier. And if you can tap into that audience and, and become their go-to provider as they travel and as, they, as you inspire them, that could be a really fruitful audience to be engaging with. I think, again, you just goes back to what I said at the start. To, to whoever you're targeting, you just need to matter to them. 
what we've seen is a lot of people in their 70s are, are incredibly frustrated that they've missed out on a year of travel. These are the years where they want to be exploring the world and they're chomping at the bit. So if, if you are curious about the world, you're still going to want to travel. That's always going to be the way. And what's next for Black Tomato as a business? Ever since we started the company, um, the byword for myself and my partners, it was like we need to just be relevant. We need to matter to our customers in terms of what they need, how they want to be serviced, how they want to be inspired and how they want to travel. What that means is we're always looking at how the situation is changing, whether it's external factors or whether it's just personal tastes. We're embracing the new virtual world in terms of how we're connecting with our customers. We are developing new products in people's backyards. We are also working on you know, these really, really standout, unique experiences in remote places. More of what we were doing, but tweaked to suit this new world we're existing in at the moment. It's probably the best way to say it. Tom, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today on the Shaping Insights podcast. It's been fascinating to hear your thoughts and your insights into the industry and what may lay ahead. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. So thank you again. Thank you very much. We very much hope you enjoyed the Shaping Insights podcast presented by American Express. Don't do business without it.